0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Our guest today is Peter Hedges. We know him as director of such films as What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Dan in Real Life, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and many, many others. He's also a novelist, and he is joining us today to talk about his wonderful new film called The Same Storm. It is filmed using iPhones and laptops during the early days of COVID-19 pandemic. The Same Storm is an intimate look into the lives of 24 characters as they journey through the spring and summer of 2020. Beautifully done. Such an honor to have him on our program today. Peter Hedges, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you, Mike. I love the opening line. When the pandemic
1: started, I saw on Twitter this line from the wonderful writer, British writer Damien Barr, and he wrote, we are not all in the same boat. Yes. We are all in the same storm. And that's where the title for the film came from.
0: And it is such a beautifully written line, and it says so much about The body politic, about society, about the direction of the planet. There's so much in that that you can backfill, if you will, with a a great story. And that's what you've done here. You've assembled an amazing array of talented actors. Let's talk about inspiration for the film. Where did it come from?
1: Sure. Well, it's about six weeks into the pandemic when it started to descend this despair that we were not going to be able to be anywhere in in you know in communication or contact with the people we love we can't go to movies can't see sporting events can't go to you know hear music and the you know the even more significant you know families can't get together people can't be kids can't go to school there was a sense of real fear and dread Uh, the mcc theater a theater that i've been long part of in new york city put on a virtual reading with marissa Tomei and oscar isaac and they read a play by the late great alan bound and that play they read on zoom um and a few thousand of us got to sign in it's people who were part of the theater and we got to experience these two great actors read this play i was staggered uh, by their rawness their openness that there was no vanity it was just they had their laptops and they acted with each other. And were, the cameras were brought their cameras very close to their faces. And it was quite moving and hopeful. And so that night, um, unable to sleep, I started writing what I thought was a play. And I just started writing. And, and then pretty soon this was writing me. And my hope was to do a reading of some kind, something comparable to what they had just gifted us but in the end what happened was i a script started to take shape i learned of a production of of television the final episode of the uh, i think the cbs show all rise i'm not sure if the network's right but it's a wonderful show called all rise they filmed their finale uh, remotely where the actors all worked from home and used their own laptops as cameras and I learned uh, through a friend who the company was that had developed this technology. I reached out, I said, this is crazy. I've written this, I'm writing this script. Would you be interested in working with me to see if there's a way we could make this, tell this story? And and they were willing. And, and from there, I started to assemble a wonderful team of producers and and uh, actors. And um, And I just wrote as quickly as I could and as deeply as I could, um, and tried to put something on the page that would attract the best actors in the world. And that fortunately is what happened. And and then we found a way to shoot it with the ultimate goal being to be able to make this film safely, it needed to be safe. Um, we were able to shoot the film in a way that uh, served the, not only the story, but allowed the actors immense freedom to play off each other and it asked a lot of the actors too which we'll get to the ultimate result is this film which is i we we, we were joking when we were filming i said it, it we, it's as if we're shooting a film about the titanic on the titanic while the titanic is sinking of course it wasn't we weren't sinking but but metaphorically we were all of us were at that time
0: so when did the production start what sure point? i
1: started writing april 30th um, we were done shooting by about September 5th
0: wow very that's fast. amazing one of the great things about the film there's so many things to recommend but one of them is the way that you're able to subtly and seamlessly connect these stories like like a caterpillar <laughs> like mm. one thing kind of leads to another I think throughout the film, I, I think there's sort, and as of speaking, there's almost always a handoff to another part of of this bigger. Yes,
1: picture. well, there's one of my favorite plays ever written is a play called Little Rond by Arthur Schnitzler, it's 1897. I think he wrote it. He was an Austrian playwright, and it was a. It's a play in twelve scenes, and it's the structure is that uh, characters A and B have a scene, and then characters B and C have a scene, C right. and, and D, and it's passed. It was kind of a way to show how, I believe, syphilis was transferred, you know, from people to people to people. I, obviously, we're the, this isn't about how COVID's being passed, but this is about how people in this fraught, untenable moment are f- trying to find ways to stay in contact. Covid is a, the backdrop, but but really what drives this story is the just in there's this deep, deep ache to connect. And when when it's never been as difficult to connect yeah, in, in the physical sense.
0: And that's the word for me that I was 50, 10, 15 minutes into the film and I I just said out loud, this is about humanity. This film mm. is about a human. I mean, in addition to the human connection with one another, but it's all of these people, in one way or another, are being vulnerable, expressing those vulnerabilities in the way that humanizes all of these characters.
1: Well, I'm Mike. I'm so happy that was your experience because that that's been my goal. I, th- I think throughout my career, but but never more so than with this project. One of the things about this period in our, in our history is that all of us have been impacted. Sometimes when it's a natural disaster, uh, you, you know, the Florida recently has been impacted or uh, during Katrina, you know, 9-11, obviously the country was impacted, but especially if you were in New York or Washington, D.C., because you saw it or you experienced it. But this is something that impacted everyone. What struck me as I was working was how kind of unknowable people are. And in that, for instance, I went to get my wife a coffee in the morning while I was walking the dogs early in the pandemic. They'd only let one person in at a time. You had to be masked. I went in, speaking to the barista. I asked him how he was, and we'd always had small talk whenever I pick up the coffee from him for my wife, and and he he burst into tears he said that his grandmother had passed a few hours earlier and how sorry he was he couldn't say goodbye yeah. and and it struck me that as i was walking home from that encounter that everyone i was passing has a story everyone i was and and look there are lots of people who found love the, during the pandemic there are people who you know, reconnected with people from high school. There, there, there are a lot of beautiful things that have occurred, but there's also a lot of ache too. And and it felt like this, the way we were shooting this movie and because it wasn't going to be one particular story we were focusing on, but these multiple stories and how how connected we are, even though we don't realize it, um, that, that that gave an enormous freedom to tell all kinds of stories that I couldn't have imagined when I first started writing.
0: The thing about COVID, you mentioned some of the natural disasters. You mentioned 9-11 in terms of the impact on the country, et cetera. The thing about COVID was it was was almost a science fiction level in terms of the crisis. Mm -hmm. It was unknowable. There was speculation. There was no confirmation. And the other part of it was, since we didn't know exactly what it was, we didn't know how we were going to be able to get on the other side of it for a Mm -hmm. long period of time. It was a lot of very smart people throwing their hands up saying we're trying to figure it out we have an idea we don't know and that provided the space for one giant stress test for almost everyone in the country mm-hmm. that's and right. how we reacted which t- it tells us a lot about who we are just mm-hmm. in general as a, as a society but yes. also individually and that's what's explored in your film in in, in great detail is the stress test that these people are being put through and how they react and it, it was a new animal we it's just something we had never at least in my lifetime I mean people went through polio right back in sure. the 50s right that had to be frightening beyond, beyond I think word. so
1: I think but- so and I I'm, I'm sure you know the Cuban Missile Crisis was a big stress that impacted he was different the, the right. polio is probably closer in many ways and yeah. certainly the flu epidemic in 1918 But you know, most of the people that I knew who experienced that have passed, and in fact, pretty much everyone has.
0: So, Uh, I I guess what I'm trying to say, there's a thread here, and for people who see the film, this is one of the I guess hate to say the word advantage, but everyone will have their own kind of level of yes understanding and anxiety, and or whatever that reaction might be, based on their real life experience.
1: I, I think, I, I, yes, I'm sure that's true. The, what what I will say is I've had the privilege of seeing the film now in three film festivals. I'm going to get to see it coming up shortly at the Hamptons Film Festival. And then we open in New York and L.A. in about a week and a half. I've had this privilege to see the film in with an audience. I'm very proud of how it plays because there's a... Massive amounts of humor in it, and joy in it, and resilience, and love, and passion. It could sound a little bit like getting a root canal um, or something like that when you first hear it described. Wait a minute, shooting on laptops and iPhones. But Mm -hmm. when you, I and I think that a lot of it's a testament to these actors, these twenty-four principal actors who are so fearless and lack any vanity and are willing to you know do their own camera and hang their own lights and because that's the only way we could make it safely and we in some cases we sent them props and they would set dress their own home in such a way so it was more true to what the character where the character would be living than maybe how they live it was that spirit that kind of can do spirit and lack of ego and lack of uh, higher the hierarchies was just stripped away there were no trailers there were no you know drivers there was no craft services it was just actors with with the devices that connect us and their willingness to just play with abandon generously with ferocity and i mean full-on commitment and and it and it shows. So for me and, you know, in my 38 year career where I've gotten to work with really some amazing actors, I don't know if I've ever been more moved or inspired by the the, the talent um, at work than I than I've found it in the, in the same storm.
0: Yeah, I think I read the 24 characters in the film.
1: Yeah, and the main characters, Yeah, Main characters,
0: right? And the, and the, again, as you said, there it runs the spectrum of well-known to people we're just now becoming familiar with.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in, even since we filmed uh, several of the younger actors have uh kind of taken off uh Moses Ingram, who was in Queen's Gambit, and Obi-Wan and Jin Ha, who's in Pachinko and Renzi Feliz and Camilla Perez. I mean, these these young actors are just they're on fire and then of course we have for for people who want to be in the presence of an icon as someone who hasn't been in a film in 21 years i think probably one of the five most brilliant people on the planet today elaine may yes you know was willing she's so to, funny in this she's just it she just breaks your heart and then she leaves you yes in- in yes. tears even you watch the trailer and and she, yes. you know people call me and say she's got me in tears you know and it took about four seconds She's <laughs> a staggering talent she's acting opposite mary louise parker and daphne rubin vega and rosa jeffrey i mean she's amazing and and i love elaine may can i say that out loud you can um, you can and you should and um i still can't to this day believe she said yes but, you know, I can't believe Sandra O oh said yes. And Mary Louise Parker was willing when you see her in the film and you see what she was willing to do in the choices she makes. It's so audacious for a, yes. you know, 57 year old actress to do yes. what she does and the way she does. I mean, it's just it's a real thrill for me that our film is coming out because I just want these actors to be celebrated. They just need to be loved up in every in every respectable and
0: imaginable way by the way I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Peter hedges he is the director as well as the writer just want to make sure you have no other hats to wear here Dry, well, I, writer, I,
1: director. I, I worked a bit on the music and, oh that's right you, that's music. right you have a yeah. song
0: in there too writer director and songwriter that would be Peter hedges and the film is called the same storm and I'm, I was watching it and again it's sort of the cinematic part of me the fan the cinephile part of me was drifting off into what's this film remind me of and this and that and the other thing and uh, and I came up with two films, and both of them are Robert Altman, who is among my favorite, certainly mm-hmm. top five directors of all time. And it reminds me a bit of Shortcuts. I mentioned that to you already, but also it reminds me a little bit of Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that, I mean that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just you can't. Those are such high compliments. I mean, of course, Shortcuts was based on the Raymond Carver short stories mm-hmm. that um, were so influential and based on the, those amazing Raymond Carver short stories and the the beauty of those stories and 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 what the film captures too is that the unknowability of people my favorite Raymond Carver story of all time was a story of his called a small good thing and it's about a woman whose child is killed in an accident a Baker starts calling her uh because she didn't pick up the birthday cake and And when he finally realizes that why she didn't pick up the cake, he calls her and he's angry because he works so hard on his cakes. And that story, what that story does in a microcosm, is what I hope this film would do, which is that it give us an opportunity to realize that we don't, we can never know what's really going on in another human being. But if we get a chance to take a moment and take a breath and really look into the lives of other people. Maybe we'll be a little less quick. Uh, maybe I can be a little less quick to judge or dismiss or cancel or deny or think nothing of others. But maybe on if the film does its magic, it will make me pause next time yeah. and think maybe, maybe there's something going on in that person's life that I can't imagine, that I can't know. Right. So that that what it will what what will, will grow in me is uh, compassion and empathy and uh, a willingness to say, hey, we are all in this together. Most every one of us is doing the best that he, she, or they can.
0: My last comment is: I'm drawn to messy characters in films. Mm, right? Me too, and <laughs> me and, too. Yeah, and and that's this. Your film has a lot of messy characters, messy people in it, which is great. And you know that last thing about Altman for me the the thing that distinguishes him among many, many great directors is he was an actor's director.
1: oh, very much so. so he loved actors so much. I, I I got to meet him a couple of times and he um he he loved actors, you know, I, I don't know if he could have gotten where he got if john cassavetes hadn't gotten there first for us but you know there's that kind of if you you see it in a woman under the influence you see it in cassavetes husbands you see it in his films there's a kind of performance that feels it just feels so real it feels like you're peeking in on life yeah. and because and i and i feel like that's so true in nashville it's so true it's so true in shortcuts. One of my favorite films of his is Three Women. And that isn't as stylistically kind of overlappy as as the two we're referencing. But but there's but there 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 is a space made for human behavior and, and, and something that feels real and it it you forget you're watching a movie, you know. And yeah. and that that's in uh, the best moments, I feel that's what we've achieved in the same storm. And again, that this really—I um, I just tr- tried to set a table, and then these actors showed up, and 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 they turned it into a feast.
0: Well, congratulations on the film. The film is called "The Same Storm," and we have been honored to talk uh-huh. to the director and writer, as well as the songwriter. And that would be Peter Hedges. Peter, thank you so very much. Thanks. All right. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar.